We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. Altitude 5,200 feet. Yeah, flight controllers going to go for landing. Right Attitude control is good. Nice. Go. Control. Go. 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 Welcome to the Alien Probe Snippet with Dr. Bill, your planetary xenobiologist. Apart from improbable accidents, it seems that if the solar system is left to the natural course of evolution, the Earth is likely to remain a possible abode of life for thousands of millions of years. If so, we may perhaps be glad that our lives have fallen in the beginning rather than the end of this great stretch of time. We may well imagine that if man survives to the end of it, he will have infinitely more knowledge than now. But one thing he will no longer know, and that is the thrill of pleasure of the pioneer who opens up new realms of knowledge. Disease, perhaps even death, will have been conquered and life will doubtless be safer and incomparably better ordered than now. It will seem incredible that a time could have existed when men risked and lost their lives in traversing unexplored country, in climbing hitherto unclimbed peaks, in fighting wild beasts for the fun of it. Life will be more of a routine and less of an adventure than now. It will also be more purposeless when the human race knows that within a measurable space of time it must face extinction and the eternal destruction of all its hopes, endeavors, and achievements. The 10,000 million years which seem a possible future for the existence of life on Earth is more than three times the past age of the Earth and more than 10,000 times the period through which humanity has so far existed on Earth. Let us try to set these times in their proper proportion by the help of yet another simple model. Take a postage stamp and stick it onto a penny. Now climb Cleopatra's needle and lay the penny flat. Postage stamp uppermost on top of the obelisk. The height of the whole structure may be taken to represent the time that has elapsed since the earth was born. On this scale, the thickness of the penny and postage stamp together represents the time that man has lived on earth. The thickness of the postage stamp represents the time he has been civilized. The thickness of the penny representing the time he has lived in an uncivilized state. Now stick another postage stamp on top of the first to represent the next 10,000 years of civilization and keep sticking on postage stamps until you have a pile as high as the towers of Westminster Abbey. Such a pile still provides an inadequate representation of the length of the future which so far as astronomy can see, probably stretches before civilized humanity, unless an accident cuts it short. The first postage stamp was the past of civilization. A column higher than the abbey is its future. 
Or, to look at it another way, the first postage stamp represents what man has already achieved. A pile which outtops Westminster Abbey represents what he may achieve if his achievement is proportional simply to his time on earth. Up to now, we know that his achievement has not been simply proportional to his time. In some respects, at least, the mechanical arts, for instance, we advance at an ever-increasing tempo. The contribution of successive generations are not equal, but continually increase in geometric progression so that material civilizational advances more in a generation now than it did in a millennium when it was at its commencement. If this continual speeding up were to persist throughout the whole astronomical future of the Earth, it is impossible to imagine what the rate of advance would become before life disappeared from Earth. But we can think of only too many factors which are likely to compel a slowing down before long. We must remember, too, that we cannot count on such a length of future with any certainty. Accidents may happen to the race as to the individual. Celestial collisions may occur, shrinking into a white dwarf. The sun may freeze terrestrial life out of existence. Bursting out of a nova, it may scorch our race to death. Accident may replace our tower of postage stamps by a truncated column of only a fraction of the height of which we have spoken. Even so, our race has an expectation of life, which must be measured in terms of thousands of millions of years. It is a period which the human mind, as apart from the mind of the mathematician, can hardly conceive with any clearness. For all practical purposes, the only statement that conveys any real meaning is that our race may look forward to occupying the earth for a time longer than any we can think of, and achieving incomparably more than anything we can possibly imagine. Looked at in terms of time, it becomes one of almost endless possibility and hope. As inhabitants of a civilized earth, we are living at the very beginning of time. We have come into being in the fresh glory of the dawn and a day of almost unthinkable length stretches before us with unimaginable opportunities for accomplishment. Our descendants of far-off ages, looking down this long vista of time from the other end, will see our present age as the misty morning of the world's history. They will see our contemporaries of today as dim, heroic figures who fought their way through jungles of ignorance, error, and superstition to discover truth, to learn how to harness the forces of nature, and to make a world worthy for mankind to live in. We are still too much engulfed in the grayness of the morning mist to be able to imagine, even vaguely, how this world of ours will appear to those who will come after us and see it 
in the full light of day. But by what light we have, we seem to discern that the main message of astronomy is one of hope to the race and of responsibility to the individual, of responsibility because we are drawing plans and laying foundations for a longer future than can than we can well imagine. These words were written by Sir James Jeans in his book, The Universe Around Us. This is an alien probe snippet with Dr. Bill. Till next time. <laughs>